Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is the HR Mentor. I'm very honored and grateful to be recording this today from my home, which is on the traditional and unceded territories of the Tecumlips Tishikwemek people. If you're about to graduate from an HR program or you're a recent HR grad who is struggling with finding that first HR role, well, this episode is for you and it's going to save you a ton of money and time. That's right, money and time, something I am pretty positive you value immensely right now. So how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to be the friend you didn't know you needed today, and I'm going to stop you, hopefully, from signing up for that certification program you're thinking of spending your hard-earned money on. Because right now, as a new HR grad, a fresh new certification is not going to be the silver bullet that gets you that HR role. And if you stick around and keep listening, I'm going to tell you why certifications can wait and what to do instead to land that first HR role. So put your credit card away and let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. This is honestly one of the most common questions I get asked. In fact, I'm pretty sure that I've been asked about HR certifications in all three end of season Q&A episodes that I've done since I started the podcast. Sometimes I get asked about certifications from students who are about to graduate because they're afraid they won't be able to land an HR role with their current education and experience, and they think that somehow this will help them. And in other circumstances, I get asked about HR certifications from early career HR professionals who want to make that jump from HR assistant or coordinator to an HR advisor role. Today, I'm going to focus on the first situation where a new or newish grad is looking for their first HR job. However, for both situations, I want to be really clear that obtaining a new certification or a first certification is not the magic solution you think it is. As tempting as it is to do something that you know how to do, like learn something or take a course, there are a lot of other things you can do first. Now, before I get into that, let's talk about when a certification is a great idea, because I'm definitely not anti-certification. I am a lifelong learner. I am all about you continuing to learn and grow as your career progresses. Obtaining a certification can be a really helpful experience when you have a clear purpose for taking it, meaning the particular subject of the certification will increase your knowledge about an HR function or an HR responsibility that is in direct alignment with work you are doing or work that you're going to be doing. For example, if you're working in an HR advising role and you're dealing with a lot of employee relations issues that requires you to conduct investigations in the workplace, Taking a certification and conducting workplace investigations is incredibly helpful. Or if you're working in a compensation coordinator or analyst role and you're enjoying it, 
you may take some specific compensation training or education to advance both your knowledge and your career. And there's a couple of reasons for this. The first is that if you're taking a certification or a training program that benefits your employer, it's likely that they'll pay for it. And some of these certifications and courses can be quite expensive. So if you wait until you have a purpose for it and you know you're going to get value out of it, you can probably negotiate something with your employer. They may even have policies around that where there's a shared cost uh, or a cost sharing program. There might be a return of service agreement, whatever it is. But if you can get some assistance with taking those certifications because there's a mutual benefit, then that's going to ease the burden on you. It will also give you a purpose for taking it and a reason for taking it. So you're going to put it to use. Because if you take a certification and then don't work in that area for a few years, you likely won't be able to use what you learn in applying it in a practical setting. And so by the time you need that knowledge, you've probably forgotten a lot of it. So it's better to wait until you have a specific purpose to take a certification. Now, like everything, there are no hard and fast rules. So there are a couple exceptions that I have, meaning there's a couple of types of training and certificates that I think are valuable to new graduates or early career professionals that I believe will serve you quite well. The first one is to take a professional writing or plain language communication course or certificate. This is something I did early-ish in my career, and it has served me incredibly well. Success in an HR career is highly dependent on being able to effectively communicate, both in writing and verbally. Public speaking courses or joining an organization like Toastmasters can also be really helpful. Communication courses. Um, Anything that's going to help you hone your communication skills is going to benefit you. As a university professor, I can tell you that there really is a lack of strong writing coming out of university. I know that it's not a really strong emphasis in high school anymore. I know the generations that are graduating have grown up with devices and uh, spell check and texting. And I think it's important to acknowledge that there is still a place for good written communication. If you want people to understand your message, you need to learn how to write to tailor that message to the appropriate audience. And you'll probably find out really quickly when you join an organization and you send a few emails and your boss comes back to you and says, I don't know what you mean, that this is an area where you could probably invest some time and a little bit of money. So definitely, if you feel like you need some help with your written or spoken communication, dive in, work on that throughout your whole career. But it's certainly something you can start right away. The other type of course or certification that I think is helpful at any stage of your career are ones that help educate you about the history of Indigenous people, especially if you're in Canada or the U.S. And any courses or certificates that help you understand the history of Black people and people of color, where 
wherever you're living. As an HR professional or soon-to-be HR professional, you will play an important role in having an impact on addressing the systemic discrimination that keeps many groups marginalized in our workplaces. So this is something you absolutely need to understand in order to make a meaningful impact. Your ability to do this is directly impacted by your level of awareness and knowledge about how we got here in the first place. Why do we have systemic discrimination? Taking these types of courses will always be time well spent. My only caution is that you make sure they are being delivered by people with lived experience. Okay, and there are certainly many, many options out there, some free, some not, that can help you with this journey of learning. Now, if you're focused on finding your first HR job and your desire to take a certificate right after you graduate is based on a fear of not finding an HR job, there are a lot of other things you can do to move yourself forward that will make a direct impact. And these are far less costly and time consuming than a certification that is probably going to have a very limited impact on your job search. This, of course, is the content of many episodes of this podcast. So my first bit of advice to you is to go back and scan the titles of this podcast over the last four years and listen to any of the ones that talk about your job search. From dealing with rejection to preparing for an interview, if it is a topic related to finding your first HR job, I am 99% sure there is an episode about it. The second thing is to get really clear about who you are and what you offer. And yes, there are episodes about that as well. Take some time to really understand what your skills are, what knowledge you have, and what strengths you offer an employer. Write these things down. Don't just leave them in your head. And challenge yourself by asking other people for their feedback. Validate what you think and see what other people would say your strengths and skills are. Once you've done that, figure out what you want in an HR role. I know you want a paycheck and HR in your title, but beyond that, I mean, where do you want to work? What type of industry do you want to work in? What locations are going to work for you? Fill in all the details. You might feel like you can't be that picky right now, but being focused on the right role for you based on what you offer is a key aspect to finding success. What is not successful is applying for every job with HR in the title. When you are focused and you know that you align with a job, your passion and the way you fit will shine throughout the entire process. Make it easy for a future employer to say yes to you. Show them how you fit with the role, the company, their mission, their vision, what their department's all about. Show them that you're a match and they will not be able to say no to you. Did I say that right? Not be able to say. <laughs> They'll have to say yes to you. Double negatives, not a good thing. Look. You could spend hours tweaking your resume, 
you could take a course about a topic that won't help you in a few years, or you could take some focus steps towards what you want. And if I was you, I would probably do the latter. Now, once you know who you are, what you offer, and what types of roles fit best for you, the next thing is to zone in on people in organizations and industries and locations that are a match. Reach out, ask questions, set up informational interviews, and build your HR network. This is hands down the best way to land a perfect role. So this is where I think you should spend most of your time. And I have to say, all of these things I'm suggesting you do is exactly what I did to land my first HR role and literally every role I've had ever since. I know this stuff works because it's worked for me over the last 25 years and it's worked for countless other new HR grads. I wouldn't be telling you this if I didn't think it was going to help you. And if you're not sure and you don't want to go it alone, get on the waitlist for the HRCA program. There's a link in the show notes. And if you subscribe to the podcast and the newsletter, you're going to get a wicked discount when the course launches. And in the meantime, give yourself some grace, take a deep breath and focus on what actually works if you want to land that first HR job. With all the money you saved on a certification that you don't need, you can buy yourself an amazing new outfit for that first day of your future HR job. Now, we only have two more episodes before this season wraps up. This fall has been a wild one for me, and it's, it's been very, very challenging and busy. So I'm going to take a nice long break this year, but be sure to tune in next week. I have an amazing interview with a recent HR grad that you're not going to want to miss. Um, and then after that, I'm going to do a new twist on the Q&A this year that you're definitely going to want to listen to. And as always, if you love this podcast and want to make sure other new grads can find it, please subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you're listening. As always, thank you so much for listening. Your support is always appreciated. Take care. Bye for now.